There's been a lot over these years we've written about, you know, executive presence. And, you know, you know your mojo. You got a strong, solid voice. You come in, you know, articulate. But there's relational presence to be able to go in and be aware that I have to be calm and at peace with myself with I'm going to introduce tension in this room. I'm going to pull somebody in the conversation that might not want to be pulled in. All of those things, you have to be in your center. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Lisa Zeveld. And I'm Trisha. Today, we are talking about how to become a leader who is no longer having your schedule, focus, energy, or mood dictated to you. So the question really is, how do we maintain control of ourselves regardless of what's going on in our business? That's why Amy Baylog is joining us on the podcast today. As an executive coach and facilitator, Amy has worked with Fortune 500 executives and their teams to find a clear pathway to leadership behaviors with a high return and a direct impact on business performance. She's known for her coaching process that's helped leaders transcend their circumstances to develop greater adaptability and deeper authenticity. Let's be real here, guys. It's time to lead beyond our circumstances. Here's our conversation with Amy Baylog. Hey, Amy, welcome to the One Next Step podcast. I am so delighted to be here with you guys. I am totally delighted. We are too. We are kind of fans of yours. So we're excited to have you on. We're excited to have you on the podcast today. More than a fan, right? We're we're clients. We're Uh, yeah. True. Very true. Yes. We're we're so much of a fan that we're a client. So welcome. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we were not paid to say that, everybody. That's just we believe in Amy and what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get started, we like to start off with some fun. Uh, fun is a core value of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's a fun question for you. If yes. you could audition for a talent show, what would the talent be and why? Oh, you know, uh, well, I know that if I could remake myself, I would actually be able to sing a tune. I can't. That's not possible. And I won't even try here to scare anyone, but I won't try <laughs> But I would be a singer and the song I would actually sing, because I'm a big Coldplay, Coldplay, is um, A Sky Full of Stars, because it is a song about, it is a a beautiful lyric about unconditional love. And it's really powerful. And and every time that, that song, every time that comes on, I'm taken somewhere, right? So I would love to be able to stand on a stage with stars all around and sing that out to the universe. That's, that would be what I would that do. That is, yeah. I feel like the link to that song has to go in the show notes. Yeah. There you go. The episode of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's incredible. It's yes. incredible. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But you know, I have to say, I'm quite surprised because you, I feel like you're a natural performer. So outside <laughs> of maybe not having the voice you want, did, were you a performer? Did you play in the band? Were you on stage? I was always volunteered in all my corporate career for a number of improv, <laughs> stage acting oh, stuff. I'm and not the I only one who entire, sees that. <laughs> yeah, I did an entire Monty Python skit with coworkers uh, down in 
Plano, Texas, when I worked for EDS, and it was one of the highlights of my year at that company. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I I feel that you're a fellow thespian, so I think I think maybe you you missed missed an opportunity there, Amy. (laughs) Yeah, kind of dangerous that way. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Well, before we move on, now I have to know, LZ, what would your talent be? Oh, my what did you talent? do for a talent show? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I've always wanted to play an instrument. So I did, I did dab. Okay. I don't think I have the voice anymore, but I, I, I myself was a thespian. I sang and danced and performed wow. in theater. Um, but I, I can't read music. And so I've never mm. learned how to play an instrument. And I think that is quite a superpower in and of itself. The piano. You guys could have a band. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's right. And I actually, I would actually like to be a dancer. So I can be behind you. I can be the sideline girl. You know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things when I was in high school, I wanted to be Pat Benatar too. Oh, yeah. really. She's pretty bad. Cool. Yeah. She's yeah. I cut my hair like hers yeah. back then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see it now. I just get a little gel in That's there. That's right. You can spike it real yeah. good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She I was, I mean, she is, but so cool. Yeah. I, I mean, who would not want to be Pat Benatar? <laughs> right. Yeah. She's pretty cool. Cat. Yeah. That's she funny. is. Yeah. All right. So Trisha, you're a dancer. Uh, yeah. So I, that would be, you know, Okay. That particular particular style? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, crunk or some hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> that was just my arm brand dance. When I'm playing the piano, yeah. I have to make sure that it's a hip hop version. It's like a hip hop rapper. <laughs> <laughs> dance. I would take my back out trying to do that. Right. I now. would too. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's a it's a it's a dream. It's a dream. It's like in another life. In another body body yeah you yeah. know maybe i'd be a really cool <laughs> i love that. not in this body i mean the electric slide is all i got so yeah. <laughs> i'll stick with that yes there you go cupid shuffle uh, maybe <laughs> yeah some wobble. wobble i can do all those things yeah. those are fun oh that's yeah. awesome <laughs> well hey i think this is a good transition then right because we're talking <laughs> totally. about what our deepest darkest desires are maybe not deepest darkest but if we had a special talent so all right let's transition into this Amy, you talk about a concept. We love it. And Trisha and I were both mm. saying before the interview, we were so looking forward to this. Um, can you explain what does it mean to lead from the center? And what does it look like within the day-to-day realities of running a business? Sure. Well, uh, it is a term uh, that became missional to me in my practice over the last 13 years, many years ago, working with leaders that literally are at full pitch of life, you know, mm-hmm. leading the largest, you know, endeavor in their business, in their careers ever, have the greatest responsibility and a lot of family. And, you know, we, we talk about, you know, wellness and mindfulness and all these things. This is a deep, deep knowingness and a peace with it. It's a peace with the knowingness. And so it's a place where you're so rooted down, you're so aware and awake and so rooted down that you, as we'll talk about further in our time together, you are able to choose from wholeness. And being in that place in center allows you an extraordinary strength to go through things that are unknown and highly volatile. And in circumstances as we now have just experienced, I mean, look at what we all just went through, something that 
every corner of the world has experienced with COVID and all of the fundamental changes that have happened to so many systems, organizations around the world, this place of center, I didn't realize how much meaning it would take on right now. Yeah. And it was meaningful before all of this even started. But it, it, to me, in the work I do with my clients that are in the throes of very big, big roles in their life, I came to understand it as an essential thing to, to help people guide themselves into as a fundamental thing that you cannot just can't walk forward without it being from center. Mm -hmm. So how does one find their center? Is it different <laughs> for every person, right? So what is, is it uniquely you? Yes, it is uniquely okay. you. So one of the ways, and that's a fantastic question, by the way, because doesn't it sound like, you know, I'm asking someone to go up on some hill or go into a monastery, you know, for a while or do something like where you <laughs> yeah, have to really yeah. like do these kind Some of things. Like, well, I, I, and, yeah, yeah, meditation. And, and, and that's not, a, that's actually, I had to break it down into really practical, almost an anatomy of how to get to it. And, mm -hmm. and that's what's nice about the format of this, this, this show that you have and this, this dialogue that you've created for everyone, because they'll have a takeaway to help them with this. Yeah, but right. so I want you to imagine that you have a relationship with three very powerful things. You have a relationship with, you know, the job you do, which is your, your vocation right now, what it is that you're leading, you know, going to, you know, you're, you're guiding and leading others, making money, putting this into the world, that the vocation, the job, and that's what we know we do. And, and of course, a great amount of society is we've placed our entire identity in just that thing, right? Oh, like yeah. it's like it takes mm -hmm. 80,000 hours of our life plus. You know, it's where we spend a lot of time. So the job. But then behind that is talent. And talent, this is really one of the most extraordinary findings of my 13 years. Talent is the vessel upon which you, no matter what you're doing, no matter what vo vocation, it is truly what you trust in yourself by way of skill, gifts, experiences that all convolute that you can put into anything. It literally transcends. Mm -hmm. and, and in a way, no matter how big your job is, your talent's always bigger because it's this multidimensional thing. It is this it is what you deeply trust. And one of the interesting fi findings for me is when I work with leaders who have seen a lot of rodeos and meaning that they have decades of impressive mm -hmm. experience we all can get to a place where we have a tr we have trouble articulating what our talent truly is and mm -hmm. to get to center is you have to know you have to be able to find that age that voice of your agency and i have to really go into a place where i do reflective exercises with my clients to help them get to that place and once you have a vernacular for it it's incredibly powerful mm. and then there's person so there's job talent person and person is Forget your career, forget your achievements, forget the next thing you're knocking out of the park, all of that stuff. And just being who you are and how you understand and experience the source of the quality of your life by being loved, loving others, just being present to life and being present to the arc of life. Like, you know, I'm 55, right? So it's like where I am in the arc of life, in the story of my life that isn't dependent upon me being an executive coach with these clients. It's really just me being Amy. Mm -hmm. And so to do the work of getting to center and you think, oh my gosh, that's massive. But really what's interesting is 
through some really powerful reflection. And we actually give a little bit of foothold by the end of this program with some of the work we, we leave behind is even the simplest, most powerful questions can start leading you to a place where you can start to begin to see your center. And I know that's kind of a long answer, mm -hmm. but it's really your wholeness. And that's how to get in there is through really powerful questions. Like for instance, even this question, what do I choose to center my life around? Mm -hmm. You think, wow, well, what is that? That's a big question, but we can break it down and really get to the bottom of what that is. Uh, questions are our vehicle to mm. what we need to understand about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what, what I think that you're getting to, and, and again, I expect you to correct me if I'm wrong here, is that all of our decisions, and the main one mm -hmm. here being talking about being a leader, comes mm -hmm. from us really understanding what is valued and important most in us and having mm -hmm. the words to also describe that. That's absolutely right. And it's so dangerous yeah. to go into situations where you may be demand, so much is demanded from you. And you know what? In every season of our life and in different situations, new things are demanded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't know what you are doing within, if you don't have a sense of what really why you're motivated the way you are or what you really want and need and how you would articulate and understand and how you would trust yourself, and how you would trust yourself when you're learning something you've never done before, right? Yeah. All those things. If you don't have that, it's all that more difficult. And that's when circumstances become, you know, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> circumstances start ruling us because we're pulling a lot of what we think we're about from exterior things. Yeah. Can that ever become, can your center, when you find it, ever be in conflict have you coached leaders mm -hmm. who their center is in conflict with maybe the organization or the thing that they're leading? Absolutely. Because I would imagine they come to you and want to do work mm -hmm. and then they find it and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I don't belong here anymore. Yeah, right. I mean, it can be dangerous. That's what I'm thinking is it can right. be dangerous for some sure. people. Yeah. It's ultimately liberating, but mm. at first it's pretty scary. Yeah. Right. I, I've had all kinds of outcomes based on what you just set up in that exploratory thought there. Yeah. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, I've had people who I've had some beautiful, beautiful stories where I've had people that I've had clients that I had. A, I had a client that was so not connected to himself. And I call it busy asleep. A busy asleep is when you're really, really, really busy, but you're disconnected to yourself. Hmm. And, you know, and you oh, could even yes. be achieving a crazy amount of stuff. So I had sure. a client who was literally lauded as one of the top leaders of his company. He was viewed as the future of his company. I mean, he couldn't have more monetary positional success in every way possible. And he had so much deep disconnection that he was literally losing his integrity of his physical jaw. He was gnawing himself to sleep with such powerful TMJ that he was almost going to have to have his jaw shut. Because wow. he was such in such discord with what was going mm -hmm. on around him and who he was. And he was just going full blast and never he, he, he wasn't slowing down and he didn't know how to. And that's a and that's a real thing for us. You know, we don't even know how to. And we need someone to help us do that. And what that story ended up being, though, is we did all the work. And, you know, at first he was like, the, the natural reaction to that is I need to hit the eject button. I need to get parachuted out of here. I need to pull the ripcord, you know, like I need to get mm -hmm. out. Right. Yeah. And 
that's not a good thing to do when you haven't done this work yet. You know, you don't want to not be connected to yourself and go doing the next big thing. <laughs> true, so, true. Right. Finding yourself where you are, right? right. Stay right Stay where you me. are, even though it feels mm-hmm. like hell. And let's really work on this and let's get you clear. And what was beautiful about that situation, and this has been a pretty larger percentage of clients I've had, is they end up staying Wow, and that's finding yeah. fulfillment. Because they experience with the circumstance, once you're in your center, you experience your circumstances different mm-hmm. and they let go of things they didn't think they could let go of. They set boundaries they didn't think they could set boundaries mm-hmm. because they become very clear on what they deeply value, what they want in their life. And they learn to have the conversations they didn't think they could ever touch to have. And, and so a lot of amazing and beautiful things happen. I've had other clients, though, that come out of this journey and say, wow, I don't belong here anymore. I literally don't, I don't even belong in this career anymore. I I, I literally must change. And, yeah. and, but that's great though, you know, because the clarity is, is so, uh, it is so liberating. Mm-hmm. It really is. I've seen so many people who just, grind, grind and grind and grind and grind, right? And they're suppressing just everything like machines. So right. it's just machine work um, and, and don't even stop for a second to know ourselves or know our families or our children or mm-hmm. real life that is being sacrificed. So I, I find it so profoundly personally effective. It's it's profoundly personally, you know, there, but it's also highly organizationally impactful because leaders hold the energy of the organization. Yeah. They hold the energy. And if you have, uh, as the gentleman I described that kind of, what happened with his teams is they started being very careful around him all the time. So there was no candor. It was, and, 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 and there was, there was a sense of, Really, he was limiting his territory in where he could be present to in the organization because he couldn't be present to himself. So, when I, you know, there's been a lot over these years we've written about, you know, executive presence. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's cool. I like executive presence. I think mm-hmm. it's great. You know, you know yeah. your mojo. You got a strong, solid voice. You come in, you know, mm-hmm. articulate. But there's relational presence. There's relational presences. I, I, I can come into the room and be totally aware of what other people need to do to experience themselves in this room meaningfully and to be a part of this. And it's a whole different kind of presence. And I, I train on that and I coach on that. It's very different for me, but it, to have a, to have a powerful relational presence, to be able to go in and be aware that I have to be calm and at peace with myself with, I'm going to introduce tension in this room. I'm going to pull somebody in the conversation that might not want to be pulled in all of those things, you have to be in your center. You have to have peace in there because otherwise, you know, you, you just, without it, you know, you can't, and, and, you know, leaders hit or they themselves, when a leader hits a, hits a shelf life of something they've done, you know, they hit the very top of what they can do with that. The organization's mm-hmm. right there. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. the organization can't right. go any further right. either, right? It's just kind of all connected, right? It's it sort of starts to have that impact. And and that's why it's so important for leaders, no matter how much experience they have, to constantly come back to these same questions and maybe get help to come back to them 
because they'll, the questions will be very different at different seasons of our life. Well, yeah. And I imagine it's very easy to just swing back to where you were before. Right. So you might learn to, habitually, right. like, I mean, we're all guilty maybe of this for different things. We learn um, a new focus or a new skill or a new way of living. And then, you know, two months later, we're back to our old habits or, you know, so, mm-hmm. so any counsel or advice you have for people to, maybe they found this and how do we not drift backwards? How, how do we not, how do we not fall back on our old dirty habits? Well, the leave me behind will be very helpful <laughs> oh, for yay, the audience because me. they're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're going to go, I'm not going to remember this because we forget more than uh-huh. half of what we hear in like in five minutes. So the good thing is they can download these questions, but the counter agent to being busy sleep is remaining wakeful, being staying awake. And so uh, first it's, 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 you know, it's, it's two things. It's choosing from wholeness, which you have to at least say, okay, what do I really want in my life? And what do I need? Which are different things we have to, uh, you know, diligently and and trust to do this work is understand what our talent footprint is and then be able to have a compassionate objective view of what we're really leading and how other people see it as well and then to not fall back asleep and go back to you know to dangerous patterns is is there's a there's a whole list i give you know but the interesting thing about going back to patterns is it's really unconscious. <laughs> and so you have to actually kind of fight to stay awake. You have to, you know, this is why I would like leaders that I work with to make dedicated rituals of getting away from every single thing, your family, your business, all the stuff, all the noise and take maybe some of the questions we leave about, you know, how you are with the optimism, how you are, whether you're really having the conversations or if you're losing, if you're crossing red lines, you didn't mean to cross, get away and really reflect on the most powerful questions to see what comes out of you. <laughs> and, you know, um, I always believe the answers are in us. You know, we just have to be able to give ourselves the space to ask the most powerful questions to let them emerge. It sounds like the show notes, it sounds like and the takeaway it, from this one's going to be a big goal. It is, it is a takeaway. <laughs> it's yeah. choosing. Yeah. yeah. It's, questions are vehicles, right? And and this is the funnest part about being an executive coach and being a good coaching executive leader. The same thing is, is the fun we can have to help people find their way with themselves just through amazing questions. Right. And, and it's just, that's, the, that's what you've got to do, but it has to be a discipline. It has to be like, Gosh, every week or every month or, you know, whatever I do, you know, and you heard the stories about what was it like? Yes. You know, your Microsoft Bill Gates did it and Steve Jobs, all those guys go out and they take the their their go away from the world sabbaticals, which is what they, they can do. Yeah. But we all need to do that. We all need to do it. Do you find you've you know, I've been digesting some of the things that you've thrown out here and um, just like you said that you you really have to learn and revisit what your center is and these questions. Do you think that we end up losing what our center is as we age and as we go through our career? I'm kind of going back to some of the, like you talked about that executive presence or authenticity. Do we think that over time we kind of lose our center and we're we're going back to it with this exercise? Or is it something that's sort of never maybe been talked about so we never knew what it was in the beginning? 
Yeah, well, you bring up to another really great perspective. And it's it's the answer is yes and yes. So some people, you know, have gone into their life. There was an old, old, old classic book called The Lemming Effect, written years and years and years ago, where it was a research story where they researched people who, you know, launched into their life, like right out of high school into college into their life and always did what everybody else expected them to do. Mm-hmm. Like they just became the doctor their parents wanted them to become or yeah. whatever. And they never really became, they never discovered themselves. And, and that's a really courageous, and that's a dangerous thing. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what am I doing with my life? I don't belong here. So there is that scenario where we've never learned to ask these questions there is another scenario, though, and it is a scenario upon which it is interesting. You know, have you ever heard this saying that success is, the, is could be the greatest killer of innovation? Because sometimes we have success in our life. Let's say we get in a job and we do great and we're very comfortable. And now we've earned big income and we have this house that goes with it. And we have all the people at work that think we're great. And we just stay in that place, you know, because and then we all of a sudden it's everything else that's telling us what we are. So we can lose ourselves from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. One interesting piece of research that I want to give to your audience that I use a ton all the time is called the end of history illusion. And it is one of the largest studies that was ever done on how people experience themselves through the entire arc of life. They researched people over decades from 18 to 80, 80 some years old. And the point of the research was to help you know, people to understand, you know, what they thought of themselves mm-hmm. as they aged and went through the entire seasons of life. And what was interesting, the reason why it's called end of history illusion is the most fascinating part of that study is we all end up thinking at some point that you are the way you are right now. And that's where you're going to be for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. Like, in other words, the future self, you is going to be the same as you are now. That's what we can think. Like, I'll still have this house. I'll still have this thing I like to do. I'll still, but you think about yourself now and you go back, what was I like 10 years ago? What was I like 10 right. years before that? And what they say in this study that's so true is we underestimate the power of how much we will actually yeah. change mm-hmm. the future self. Yeah. Like we will actually change. Like here I am, like I literally, <laughs> I mean, in me in the last year, yeah. it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> so you won't want the same things and you will, your body ages and you want different things and different things. And so the reason why is potentially, you know, coming to center is a, just like life purpose. Our center is evolving. Mm-hmm. Like what your life purpose is right now could actually take on a different thing, you know, because you're in a different place in life. The same thing with your center. It's evolving. It's like, oh, that's why we just need to visit. It's it's not so much I get this thing and I have it for the rest of my life. It's just that I honor that I can get to my center all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how you use the word evolving because as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, evolution, we are an evolution of ourselves and we evolve and we change and we have... I mean, to your point, I can look back and and see over the decades how what I who I was and what I desired or what was important to me has has evolved. It has changed. And so I have no doubt in 10 years from now, what's important to me will be different than what it is today as we sit here having this conversation. Right. And I think knowing that is so important. There are so many people out there today. I know this is going off a little bit of a rabbit trail. I know so many people my age, you know, people in their, you know, forties or whatnot that think like, this is it, you know, life's over. Like this is all, <laughs> this is the life I made. I'm done. And I'm like, no, you are not. Right. You are just getting started. <laughs> no. Let's go. So, right, exactly. I, love that. I love that so much. Thank you. 
Yeah, I think I'm on the opposite end of that study, Amy, because I'm like, I'm going to change next year. I'm going to probably change next week. Like, <laughs> that, that's that's the, the the military kid in me, right? I always had the opportunity to change because we were always moving. But I do think there's something about going back to the center and and, and checking in of you know what has changed. And and I love the free resource that you're going to give you. Uh, yeah, to our, our you. listeners out there. It'll help. You know, to kind of wrap this up here, how, how as a leader, how can I help my team yeah. with finding their center? Because I think, you know, I'm a giver, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to keep yeah. it all to myself. I want to give some of my, my secrets away. So how can I help them understand that? Cause I feel like, yeah, way better uh, I gotta tell you, <laughs> this is where, you know, you're got, you, the guy, you, what you, what you all have built in, in the companies and the work you've done is just so incredible because you really, this is, this is, a, if there's any case for why you need a really good culture, uh, around people and talent is this because you know if uh, you have an environment where it's 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 just I only know you by what job you're getting done and that's it mm-hmm. and what target you're hitting and that's it in that kind of culture you know to broach these conversations because to get a team there there's two things that have to happen. One is you have to be living it and talking mm-hmm. about it, right? Yeah. And like, you know, you can't be like, uh, you have to be a little, you know, vulnerable in a very powerful way is this is this is really why I'm here, what I need in my life and who, what am I about and what I trust and what I'm learning right now. All those things that I put into the takeaway to be able to live and model it and, and be at peace with yourself and, and have this, this deep self-compassion uh, with yourself so that, okay. And then the second thing is to, to really just, open the space for these conversations to happen with people around you. And, you know, I remember the Zappos, they did the thing where they were like, Hey, you know what, if you want to leave the company, that's great. You know, you can come back, but you know what I mean? We want you to really focus on your career and not just staying at Zappos forever. You know, it's, it's this idea that we don't want people to just be housed in trying to house our whole identity Mm -hmm. in just the work they're doing for Mm -hmm. us. You know, we want their identity to be expansive and, you know, I mean, I see crazy things years ago where I had a, a, a one, um, you know, company where there was a guy that wanted to make a domain change in the company. He wanted to literally get out of project management IT in the company and go into mm-hmm. HR, which was like, wow, wow you know, yeah. and uh, you don't hear. And, and they were like, oh, he can't do that. I'm like, yeah, well, why not? Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold the phone. There, there's some things that, yeah, he probably could do. And he was even willing to step down and start his career over again. Wow. I'm like, let him do it. Like, this is great, you know. So we have to make room for that and your culture and the way you operate and what, you know, you have to, you have to say, well, this is the way we operate here, you know, to allow people to do this. And I think ultimately that's, especially now, you know, uh, in the generations and, you know, whatever, I'm sure you have plenty of generational experts that you can talk. I mean, it's critical now, nobody in, 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 unfortunately, in some ways, the zoom COVID thing for some companies has made it even worse, like more mm-hmm. transactional because everybody's coming in and out of meetings. Yeah. And we're going to have to learn to remember our humanity and remember the wholeness that everybody has, you know, we can't, we're not just clocking in and clocking out. Like you know, Trisha said machines, we're not machines. So we got to really make, and it's, it's, it it takes time. And the biggest thing is, is to slow down, like not be in ludicrous speed in everything that has to get done to be able to make room. It's like, how are we having these conversations and not be attached to this has to have a target or an outcome. This just has to be, I have to honor Mm -hmm. the power of the talent of the whole person. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation, Amy. Um, thank you. Thank yes. you for yeah. 
Thank you. Uh, you know, for coaching our leaders over the years and uh, just being such a, an important part of Belay. Um, you know, you have definitely have your fingerprint. We have our fin- your fingerprints on Belay. So thank you <laughs> for sharing yeah. with us and <laughs> for being part of the podcast today. I know all of our listeners are going to be super excited for that download, which is a guide titled Leading from the Center, Not Your Circumstances. So we'll give yeah. our leaders uh, the information on how to access that here in just a few moments. But thank you so much, Amy. It's been a pleasure. Great. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for having me on. So much goodness today with Amy. As I said, she has been uh, instrumental for our leadership team. And so it was just a blessing to really have her on the podcast and share some of what she's been working on. I know. I've been sitting here mulling over what are my favorite points, right? What is my my compelling takeaway from the conversation? I I just felt there were so many things that she hit on that really resonate Uh with leaders and uh, and with me, even as a person, that I I have a hard time kind of singling it out to one thing that I would take away from this conversation, aside from really looking forward to the download, everybody, (laughs) but um, personally, but also the fact that so many people are busy asleep. What what is the word she used, right? That that so many people use busyness and it 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 hides who they are, it covers up what's at the core. I love how she gave that example. And she talked about that one executive that she had been working with who really was just sleeping through life just worked and worked and worked. Well, and how it had physical manifestations for him too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So there's so much there that is, it's so much truth, so much unfortunate truth. Mm-hmm. You know, we as Americans, you know, we we love our work, <laughs> yeah. but are we losing ourselves in the process, right? And so what's it going to br- yeah. bring us back to awakening um, to not be busy asleep and realize there's a whole life out there? Well, I mean, and she kind of talked about those three pillars, right? So like mm-hmm. we, we have our job and that's, mm-hmm. you know, one part of who we are and we have our skill set. That's another mm-hmm. part. And then we have who who we are. what's important to us at our core Mm -hmm. and it's finding a way you finding your center is is finding a way that Mm -hmm. all of those are in harmony with each other coexist right like one's not beating up the other yeah it's that (laughs) it's like a three-legged stool it all has to be equal so you're not like rocking back and forth you can't have too much of your job and not enough of of who you are and with that i think it's important to note that um, as she said, we're we're evolving. Yes. So this is not a set of questions you ask yourself once. Mm-hmm. This is a set of questions that you revisit often. And maybe you can be like, you know, some of the more well-known CEOs mm-hmm. or entrepreneurs. I won't do any name dropping, but, you know, who are able to get away. Or maybe it's just mm-hmm. a lunch where you're able to get away and think through these because it's way easier to go back to what we know and what comes the easiest, right? Because I'm sure that finding your center is probably a little uncomfortable for people. So you need to revisit it often. And, and yeah. as your life changes and your seasons of life change, so could your center too. Absolutely. I know we're both, I mean, we're both in seasons right now, personally. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we have mm-hmm. children who are graduating and to be young adult children. And yeah. what does that look like in our lives? And, um, you know, as we continue to, to grow this phenomenal company and what our roles look like here. And I think it's just um, a really great message. Yeah, I could not agree more. 
So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to get in that download. So, yeah. all right, you guys are saying, you're talking about the download. LZ, <laughs> what about the download? How do I find it? Okay. So as I said, the download is a guide from Amy Baylog titled Leading from the Center, Not Your Circumstances. So T, how are they going to find it? Yeah. So text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com so that you can get access to today's resource to help you keep moving forward. Thank you guys for joining us. As you navigate the uncertainty of the market, we encourage you to become more in tune with yourself so you can lead from your center and lead beyond your circumstance. Absolutely, guys. So start by making today count. Be sure to check out next week's episode when married couple and business partners O.L. and Sway Buckley will come on the podcast to discuss marriage, entrepreneurship, and how to properly involve your spouse in your business, even if they don't work in the business. Check out this sneak peek. One of the things that we often talk about as a best practice is, is that wherever there's weigh-in, there's buy-in. And so while mm -hmm. the spouse may not work the business or work in the business, it's okay to bring home certain aspects, opportunities, or challenges and say, hey, here's something that we're, I'm dealing with within the business. And I wanted to get mm -hmm. your perspective. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.